Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? And welcome to a very festive episode of <laughs> okay. Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and today we have a special returning champion guest um, back as our Christmas Chenoweth correspondent. <laughs> how long, how long is... are you thinking of that joke? I came up with it today, so I'm really happy <laughs> I'm that so I got to. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. It's Jenna Kate Monosoff, ladies and gents and non-binary pals. Oh Happy holidays, my friends. Happy holidays. Um, can I just say that watching this episode of The Glee is the first amount of Christmas I've consumed this season, and I think it honestly kind of colored my viewing experience because I wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't fully in the zone yet. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I haven't it listened doesn't... to any Christmas carols yet this season, and the first ones I have listened to was these was these ones. Was wow. these ones? I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, some of them are good. I mean, I I listen to um, you know like lo-fi hip hop for studying. You yeah, know those playlists. Yeah. Lo-fi chill hop is what I listen to when I study for school. But there are special Christmas lo-fi chill hop playlists, which are like you're listening mm. to like you know whatever, and then they like intersperse Christmas music in. So that's kind of how I've been easing myself into the Christmas season. Beautiful. All it's right. Very good. Well, we are here, as you could maybe have guessed from our discussions. <laughs> oh yeah, we should we should introduce the, the episode you know, just like a little bit. We're here to talk about a very Glee Christmas, uh, yes. season two, episode ten, originally aired December seventh of two thousand ten, and the very first Glee Christmas episode because they didn't talk about Christmas last season, did they? They did not. Um, because that was during their whole, uh, will we be a continuing right. thing or not season, right? <laughs> when you don't know if you're going to be a show anymore, you're not going to waste one of your 13 episodes on Christmas. Right. But here we are. Um, tis the season, apparently. Um, this recap, just really quick, I have Kurt, Emma, Brittany, No More Finchel. It's like a thing. They just kind of really efficient on this one. I appreciate it. Was it was just like, here, our relationships, don't forget them. Right, because this all comes into play or whatever. Then we get into the teacher's lounge. Suddenly it's Christmas time. Emma's like, are you avoiding me? And Will's like, no, no. Why, would, why, would, why, would I, why would I do that? No, not and at all. It's, and it's because it's it's she's married and it's not to you, Will. That's why. Yep. And then my next note immediately is, Emma, don't invite him to Christmas. That's a bad idea. He's a grown man with parents. That's okay. You you walked yeah. into the door that annoyed me all episode. Like, we've met Will's parents. They live close enough to visit. Yeah. But. I mean, my note was, does um, Will have any family? Yes. He has parents. His dad is, um. Victor Garber. Yeah. And his mom, I think, is Deborah Monk. That tracks. But. So, so he's acting like he's like a like, sad sack of like no Christmas. Yeah, he looks like it a sad orphanage. It is truly sad bastard Christmas yeah. up in this bitch. Fine, I guess his wife was the only part. He's maybe his marriage to Terry dissolving like alienated but him I'm from a- his parents. Also begs the question once again: Does this man have friends? No, his only friends are children. Oh yikes! But well, thank God turns it down. Thank God. Thank God. Um. 
and instead we have to deal with the secret Santa. Have you ever had to do a work secret Santa, Ian? Yes. I have not done a secret Santa at work, but I've done other, like, secret Santas with friends. But it's very clear, like, a, a price limit, right? I mean, this is this comes back a little bit mm-hmm, later. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, like, you don't go into a secret Santa. I mean, we've all seen the off- the episode of The Office where he gives Ryan the iPod. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so you don't go into a secret Santa with all the rules of Secret Santa. Yeah, I was like, you go into Secret Santa with like a very specific, um, like monetary limit, and this seems like a very poorly run Secret Santa. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like again, if this wasn't corrupt from the start, it had good intentions, which means uh, Coach Beast seems like she just doesn't way be understand. Like, because it's supposed to be like a fifteen dollar max, depending on where, and at a public school. In Ohio? Yeah. We'll yeah. get into the fundraising of it all as we go because <sighs> there people are shelling out money yeah. for Never multiple once. causes in this episode. Never once yeah. received like I... a decent Secret Santa gift. Right. And that's part of the charm. Yes. Well, I interrupt this broadcast um, to bring you uh, our most special edition of Artie Sweater Watch yet. <gasps> Thank God. Oh, Artie changed sweaters. I so many times he wore at least five sweaters this episode and four of them featured reindeer like this man fucking season this man has a reindeer sweater collection he was ready (laughs) so i want all of them oh man someone make a glee aggressive wiki (laughs) they were all beautiful too i was like holy shit Artie, you've got some christmas style your little men's sweaters are inappropriate kind of the rest of the year but when it's Christmas, Citizen Baby. Someone make a Glee Aggressive wiki and, like, update the Artie Sweater Watch section. We, um, we gotta know. I would... <laughs> <laughs> well, and we find out that Will gets a sue for Secret Santa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-oh. What's he gonna do? But we gotta talk about um, Artie and uh, Brittany because they are decorating, I guess, their lockers yes. for... Uh, did either of you do this in high school? Because I don't think we ever decorated no. for the holidays. I didn't no, decorate for the holidays, but I remember lockers. in middle school, I had one year a very aggressively decorated locker. Like I put up, I bought fabric at Joanne Fabrics, like um, mm. shag carpety kind of like material that was pink. And I put it in the inside oh, no. of my locker and I, I really went all out. I went all out. But for Christmas, I don't think I did anything special, but I definitely did like really special, aggressively no. Um, decorate my locker when I was in the seventh grade. I had very few friends, so <laughs> my locker was always and just. Look at you now. Look at me now. Yeah, at least two. I <laughs> two. Accounted for. Yes. Uh, my locker was an archaeological dig of coats, like because I yeah. I would walk home from school and and you know I live in New England and it's like thirty two when you go to school and sixty five when you leave. So you're like exactly. I don't need this coat. Then your mom yells at you because all your coats are in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Artie tells oh, no. a joke where he says, man, the only thing I asked my parents for for Christmas was to stop friending me on Facebook. And I went, this is 2010. <laughs> yeah, my note is, uh, remember when Facebook wasn't destroying the fabric of society? Oh my god, I wish it was like... Remember when Facebook wasn't parents? Yeah. 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 And you could have a nice separation of your life and, and your parents, but now it's like every one of your great aunts and uncles knows all of your business. Uh, um, but the big drop here is that, uh, Brittany, Brittany Fierce, uh, still believes in Santa Claus. Yes. Okay. And 
I was bracing for a Britney is stupid plotline, which I don't want. No. Um, and luckily it wasn't really that. No, I mean, um, it's got big magic comb energy, but, like, <laughs> it does. and they even say that. They do. But it's like Britney is, like, has this youthful innocence that they want to preserve. Yes. Which I think um, is very sweet. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, totally. It's, it's a Christmas plot. Like, this mm-hmm. episode, yes. I think, would benefit more from it being closer to Christmas. Because that's the kind of thing you're willing to really tolerate at Christmas. Like, oh, it's Santa magic, we believe. Mm-hmm. I love right. the Grinch. Um, but if it's end of November and you're still doing in the middle of Thanksgiving, you're kind of like, all right. It's like, okay. Folks. We're diving right yeah. in, not warming up for this. And uh, similar to what Karina was saying uh, during the Rocky Horror episode, we know it's Christmas because Glee is green. <gasps> yes. yes, Glee green. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Glean. Glee! Glee! Um, I was about to say it and you beat me to it. Ian, you're, We're you're, so insane. You're pulling out all the stops today um, with your jokes. A plus. You know, I've had a couple days to relax, so um, I'm back. I'm back it. on my bullshit. Then we go. We open with the full Glee Club singing. I don't fully know what song this is. I just wrote "Island of Misfit Toys?" Question mark. Guess what? Um, That's the song. <laughs> great. <laughs> you did it. Fun fact, fun fact, listeners, I am Jewish, and as a result, Christmas music was just not brought up in my family. We know it existed, we respect the Goyesha families uh, in the neighboring neighborhoods, but just, uh, no thank you. Well, do you know where this Christmas song is from? Is it from some Babes in Toyland? Mm Mm-mm. No. Is that, is, <laughs> that's a movie. <laughs> yes, but I think if you ask most non-Christmas people about what movie a song might come from, I bet no one else in the world has ever had Babes in Toyland to be their first full of Christmas movie. Well, because they said Island of Misfit Toys, so I'm like, okay, Toyland, Toys, Misfit Toys, uh, Muppet Christmas. No. Club. No. No. I went Muppet. I went Misfit. great. It would be amazing. That would be incredible. Yeah. Um, I give up. Uh, tell me. Um, it's a Rudolph one. Mm-hmm. It's oh, okay. the claymation yeah. Rudolph one. Yeah. Like the OG. I need to revisit that one. Yes, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I saw it when I was in pre-K and that was it. I will say, I do, um, like this Christmas Carol, like, as a baseline. I don't think it's, like, if you're gonna be like, it's our first Christmas episode, we're gonna only sing Christmas carols, this is what you're opening with? Yep. A song that really depends on its context to, like, make Same. sense as a Christmas song? I had the same note. What I do appreciate is that this does, like, set you up for a full, like, book musical episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I appreciate. Um, also, Mike O'Malley was in the credits, and I don't think we see him at all today, we did do not. we? Bummer. With, I was like, I would have loved a little just, bird action. Um, exactly. I realized I was so excited for that. Um, yeah. So we all get that they sing this song because they are the misfits. It's a metaphor for themselves. And they uh, and they scream it at one point yeah, too. Yeah, so I was that's, like, "That's that's nice." That's a lyric that works. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought the little like ballroom um, dancing like your... moment and... was so cute. It is between Mike and Brittany. When yeah, they're, like, I thought that was yeah, sweet. They just danced together last episode, so now they're still like feeling it. They're still like got on their dancing shoes, as it were. Good point for Glee for continuing some sort of like plot line like, continuity thing honestly they're all like enjoying themselves it seems like the mood in the room is 
pretty high, even though they're feeling a little sorry for themselves. They, but right. generally, they seem, like, pretty happy. And then Will walks in and just brings the whole mood down, huh? Yeah. I couldn't really um, figure that out. Like, they right? were decorating for Christmas. Like, they had all these things that they got, like, kind of secondhand. I mean, they go and explain it. Yes. And Will just is, like, kind of mad at them about it. Yeah. He's like, how dare you not spend money on nice Christmas things is kind of what it sounded like at first. Yeah. Like, that's not. Right. But, and then, like, you also get this whole thing of, like, I guess, like, Santana's neighbor died, um, or, like, the neighbor killed off his elderly mother, so then they could just walk in and and grab the- steal these ornaments, uh, so that's- yeah, Merry Christmas or whatever, um, but, like, they still won sectionals two years in a row, and they they still suck. Okay. Um, Mm. right, I don't know if this premise holds weight. It holds no weight. Here's the Mm -mm. thing about this episode. This episode is basically- uh, a, a Christmas album, but they were like, fuck, we need to put some scenes in between it. And so without thinking yes. about a plot, they just wrote scenes that connected the songs without any other care in the world. And we'll get into that because as far as the Rachel Berry of it all in this episode, I'm good. Um, hold on. Now, before we go much further, let's uh, address the Jewish elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> yes, because Rachel Berry does. Like, well, but like also barely? like Barely. And actually, Adri mentioned this on the, like, on the last couple weeks she was ago. on, because she pointed out exactly that, uh, even though it's Christmas, like, Puck and Rachel are both not, like, there's, like, a passing mention to Rachel not celebrating at home, but mm-hmm. she's still, like, all in. They both are. They're all in at school. We're, it's Christmas at school right. now. And I guess, is that... It seems like, yeah, it could be plausible that in the Midwest, in a particularly, like, not Jewish town, it might be, like, cool to decorate for a Christian holiday at school. Like, the holiday season is the holiday season, right. and, like, it's underbolt to get swept up in that. Like, that kind of thing never bothered me. Right. Like, and I know I'm only one one Jewish person. I don't speak for all of us, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I nah, that, that didn't really... Like, would I love to have seen more, like, Hanukkah celebration? Sure. Mm-hmm. But I also know that, like, mm-hmm. if we're going to get, like, really technical, be like, I don't know how much celebrating of Hanukkah there is in Lima, Ohio, right. IRL. Mm-hmm. So, that's a, that's, I don't know. That's, like, the one thing that could kind of keep me grounded in it. But I was kind of looking for a little more acknowledgement that from Puck and Rachel about who have been, right. who've had, like, plots, or rather, have had jokes based around their Judaism before, mm-hmm. and now yeah. that it's not for a joke, it's just kind It has of... been central to their character. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just, thank God we didn't have to listen to them sing the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. Praise oh, the gosh. Lord. Yeah. yeah. We never do. <laughs> thank God. Okay, good. The way Spoilers I kind of saw it. But I want to save you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way I kind of saw the Rachel Berry thing was, like, it, it seemed like she kind of picked up on Finn's love of Christmas and just kind of was like, this is yeah. my in. Mm-hmm. Is if I, like, double down on Christmas spirit, like, Finn is going to love it and then he's going to love me again. Right. And That's it, a fair it, point. Yeah. yeah. And it, this also this episode, like, maybe it's because it's their first Christmas episode, but it kind of feels a little more, I don't know, like, caricature Does that make sense? Like, it feels like, especially because the songs, 
the songs come so fast. I was, I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. I watched it last night and I was like kind of blown away. I was like, this, this is a lot of songs very quickly. And there's like, not like you said, like yeah. it's just kind of songs and vague scenes, but it just didn't, I mean, it didn't obviously propel the plot really for anything here, but it, it no. seemed like it was just very caricature and not necessarily successful. Yeah, I wonder if they were kind of trying to emulate the, like, Hallmark movie, like, ABC Mm. Family movie, Mm. like, just get in those Christmas songs, get in, like, vague Christmas plots. There's a lot of mentions of other Christmas stories in this, like, they've got Mm -hmm. their, like, Grinch plot line, they talk about the gift of Magi, they, you know, they have kind of working in all these big Christmas stereotypes, I guess. Yeah, but... This is not a pity party, mm-hmm. as Will puts it, or as Finn f- puts it, I think. One of them puts it that way. Who can tell the difference, um, let's be honest. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Christmas is about being grateful. And no, that's not just Thanksgiving, Puck. Um, <laughs> but they are going to raise money for a charity for the Homeless Children's Program um, by caroling in the school to the classrooms where there are other students. Will clearly does not understand what is happening here's the thing if i was a high schooler and carolers came into my room even if they were other students i'd be like baseline kind of excited because first of all right interrupting class we love to see it i don't care what that other student says later on anyone would right. rather listen to some subpar caroling and two love carolers very fun mm. but mm-hmm. high school students i don't think are known for carrying cash on them <laughs> no right. so not at all uh, yeah, and I, I think the bullying aspect of this aside, like, that's what stuck out to me the most yeah. as well, was is like, I never had money on me in high school. No. You just have, like, enough money to buy lunch and snacks. That was, you know, mm-hmm. like, if I had maybe, like, right. $5 so I could buy a Choco Taco and, like, a bag of Doritos. And, mm. and not... when you're a high school student, those take priority over homeless children. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like, yes. you would like, think... let's be honest. And, and if they didn't, if they all of a sudden decided like, oh, we're doing a fundraiser right now and didn't give anybody any heads up, <laughs> of course they wouldn't bring any money for, you know, a charity also, fundraiser. Also, you don't tell anyone you're doing it, it's not a fundraiser. I think you're just sort no. of like harassing people. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But it doesn't matter because Glee Club is going full Santa. I think that sounds dangerous. I, I don't know what it yeah. means to go full Santa, but I don't think I want to. No. And then we cut to just like... So many fucking people in this classroom. Oh my god. Like, the entire fucking music department got rounded up and all said, sure, I'll skip class today. Uh, we're gonna do what? Fine. But the students are just not here for it. One of them says, I'd seriously rather be learning. Mm -hmm. The teacher throws a shoe. Yeah, the teacher throws a shoe, which I feel like we're not, they don't talk about enough. Right? Yeah, who are these? I mean, in what class is the teacher? Yeah, I mean, by the big old side note, like, congratulations, Glee, we have more than three faculty members in this episode. That's I know, big news. Mm -hmm. Also, the Glee Club got those custom cardigans made real quick. They were so cute. Turn around. I actually fully was like, damn, I want one of those cardigans. Yeah. It's like a beautiful, like, maroon school cardigan, except instead of, like, a school letter, it has a snowflake on it. It's very Ooh. tasteful with a nice green scarf. It looked beautiful. They were so 10 cute. 10 out of 10 for Christmas costumes. Uh, yeah. There is a cameo in this scene. It's not actually a cameo as much as it was a casting person, I guess, but 
there's one of the students who says, like, you're making me hate Christmas, and they cut mm -hmm. to him. And that actor is known for being, one, Magnitude, the guy who says pop, pop, and Community, which he was very well known for doing around that time. And two, mm. he's the same actor who played Lee Jordan in the um, Harry Potter movies. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I noticed, I thought, why is that one student British? Yep. He says why. it in a British accent, and I was like, "We, ma'am, we are in Ohio. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't get the memo, because he was like, yes, hello, I'm Lee Jordan. And nobody cared. They were just like, great, we got a Harry Potter guy. Get him in there. Bizarre. How much does he want for his five minutes like of work? Pay him whatever he wants. Get him in. We need we need one person to say this line if he's already on the on set. He's already because, on the call sheet. Because maybe community films nearby. Yeah, and Finn is trying to lead her throughout this whole thing, trying to rally the troops. Um, yeah, we go straight from uh, Glee kids getting thrown out of the classroom for singing. Oh, by the way, <laughs> they cut to them singing... Uh, we need a little Christmas. Yes, a song that I like, but the Muppets did better. Valid, but like in terms of Christmas carols, I like "We Need a Little Christmas" is pretty high up there. Okay, so I thought they were in good voice. I thought they sounded really good on this song. Yeah, and I've listened. They to the really song. did. They did. I've listened to the full version on Spotify, um, which mm -hmm. I believe on the Spotify version has Kurt singing that but auntie may it's very like i didn't realize because i've been listening to the spotify before i watched the episode i didn't realize how short of a cut obviously because they yes. get kicked out of the classroom but the full version on spotify is really fun it's a fun song it's a fun christmas yeah. carol i would go and sing that caroling because i think it's a crowd pleaser mm -hmm. absolutely um, but yes i figured i was like oh shit we didn't talk about what song we were right yeah they were singing um it goes straight into Artie kind of telling everyone, like, hey, Brittany still believes in Santa, and deal. we're all going to work together on this. Um, we're all that's just going to be cool about it, right? Sam is like, didn't you just trick her with the comb? And Artie's like, yes, but this isn't like that. This is <laughs> a different trick I'm playing on my girlfriend. A different trick, yeah. Um, but somehow Artie is still nice in this episode, Yeah, Artie's I guess. nice. This switch is still flipped so yeah he's um good for him and then they all go see santa right yes they go right to mall santa oh god Brittany has a terrible <gasps> line here where she says i don't understand i don't the understand difference. the difference between an elf and a sleigh yeah no mm -mm. and at one point she like passes one of the elves and goes remember you have rights and it was just so <laughs> oh. uncomfortable yeah this is not one that's gonna stay in the zeitgeist mm -mm. of no. jokes we like. Mm -mm. Um, but what I thought was funny was the myriad things that the Glee kids asked yes. Santa for. Mm -hmm. Artie says everyone has to go sit in mall Santa's lap so Brittany will believe, and they all do yes. it, and they all ask for something. My favorite one personally was Mike Chang saying, I want Channing Tatum to stop being and stuff. Yes, that was also my favorite. <laughs> did, did his wish come true? Because I haven't seen Channing Tatum in anything new in a very long time. Oh my god, Mike Chang, you did, did it. did it. Thank you. It, that was actually, that was just Harry Shum Jr. being like, I'm going to get in on this man's territory. <laughs> yes. You need a hot man with abs, call Harry Shum Jr., not Channing Tatum. <laughs> uh, that was the best one, followed shortly by Cord Overstreet asking for chapstick. Lots, Lots of, chapstick. of chapstick. And that one, and 
I had looked down when that happened because that came right after, do you have anything for stretch marks? So I thought Santa was saying, like, yeah, chapstick. Like, use a lot of chapstick. <laughs> just rub it all over, Quinn. Oh, Disgusting. No. Um, oh. Yes, and um, then Brittany gets on Santa's lap and is like, hi, Santa. Uh, the only thing I want for Christmas is for you to make my boyfriend able to walk again. And, and there was a and a collective, oh honey, no, yeah. fell all over the room. And Artie's like, don't say yes, don't say yes. And Santa's like, because he's a mall Santa who's not paid enough for this shit, is like, yep, sure, I'm mall Santa. I'll give you whatever you need. But and Tina wants to know when Asian Santa's coming through. Yeah, that's um, a fun little terrible, fun little dip there. Yeah, the terrible callback to all the terrible Asian stuff. Yes, so far. Fun writing joke. Um, and then do we immediately cut to uh, Rachel and Finn in the auditorium at four? Yes. Mm. Rachel had sidled up to him and said, like, can you meet me in the auditorium at four? And Finn does. And it's, like, a very intricately, intricately set up, like, rows of fake plastic trees. And they're all, like, uh, silver and blue and very pretty. And she has mm-hmm. a big setup with fake snow and the whole band is there. And this is apparently her setup to give Finn... His Christmas gift. Yeah. Which, this is, like, the to me, what this felt like was, like, when you're a kid and you give your parent a coupon book, like, good for, like, one yes. hug. Yep. Yes. Because he oh opens this gift from her, and the gift is a song of her choosing sung to him. With love. Not even of his, not even of of his choosing. Her choosing. Yeah. Yes. And of course, like, that's when she had to briefly mention that she's Jewish. Yes. Good for, I mean, like, I, I hated this from the jump. I hated the scene from the jump. I cannot yeah. stand Rachel in this episode, maybe because it's very close to home. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Finn understandably says, I'm not ready to forgive you, so stop trying to make me and leaves. And she still fucking sings. And Brad is just here dealing <laughs> mm-hmm. with it. And there's so much fake snow. So much Someone fake snow. Someone has to clean mm-hmm. it up. Someone has to clean that up. Um, she sings what I'm going to say is the episode low number. My only note on this one is I ate my bagel in locks while this was happening. Shabbat shalom. <laughs> I mean, I I also ate a bagel while I watched what? this episode. I a bagel? <laughs> this, this yes, you do. Um, this is actually I like really love the Carpenters, and this is a Karen Carpenter Christmas song. And my mother also loves the Carpenters. So like we listened this was like one of the regular Christmas songs we had on repeat oh. as a kid. Um Bless. so I liked it. But it was very like ugh, like it was just like Rachel looking sad and singing and yeah. it almost because it, it almost just felt like like I said before, like a caricature of what you think Rachel is when she sings a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like weird a cutaway to like her watching Finn help Santana put a star on a Christmas tree. Yeah, which I was like, okay. Didn't need that. Are we supposed to like imply that that relationship is like she's still like jealous that something is maybe feeling like it's gonna happen there? I don't know. Um, she's singing "Merry Christmas, Darling" is the song that she is singing. It's which I'll check it. I'll check out the original material because you. I didn't know. Oh, it was it's Carpenters, the Carpenters. So it's I'll really check that out and see It's if I like very it good when it's not Rachel when Barry right. trying to yeah. win Finn back with a song, which mm, not going to work. 
No. Also, who was doing the background vocals? Oh, ghosts. Her. I guess. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yep. The go- ghost it's choir. The ghost band. I forgot yeah. about ghost choir. Yeah. yeah. Ghost. My bad. Ghosts are doing that. Um, she's singing a Christmas song to no one because Finn left her. Um, also, but the show must go on. Rachel wears a lot of tank tops in this episode. Yeah. And she's wearing a lot of tank tops considering it's winter mm-hmm. in Ohio. Right. Like. I was being more nitpicky in this episode, and I was like, hey, costumers, that's a bad choice. At least give her, like, some sleeves. A like shawl. Because yeah. a, a tasteful muff. Like, <laughs> give her something, because she looks too spring-like right now, and I don't appreciate it's very, it. It's very clear right. when, like, something is obviously written and shot in L.A., and those people have never been. Yeah. Um, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I was in Ohio last weekend. Can you even believe? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was so cold. Let me tell you, if you had been in a school wearing a tank top, you would have been actively no. shivering the entire time. Like, there's, in no world yes. is that realistic. No, because schools are not known for their robust, like, heating and cooling systems. Especially public yeah. schools. Oh, which reminds me that, speaking of it being cold, the cheerleaders are wearing jackets this year and not yes. turtlenecks, unless you're Becky Jackson, who does get a turtleneck inconsistency mm. i just thought their legs must be so cold because they're still just wearing their skirts although at one point all the cheerleaders change into candy cane socks um okay which was fun uh christmas costumes um then we have a real quick cutaway to gift ideas for sue or whatever one of them is a soul that's objectively funny, yeah I a guess. soul comes number two after dog <gasps> robot um i love dog robots let us all go around know, right? the circle and talk about how much we wanted a dog robot for the holidays because I wanted one so I badly. did too. They were so cute. I they really, did nothing. I really wanted a but dog. But just robot. like they did nothing. hop around and and bark and you would put the little like and move their heads mm-hmm. side to side. And then you could like they had like a little magnetic like bone you could put on their mouth. Yes. Yeah. All I wanted Aww. was a dog robot. Yeah. It's, it's not, not too, too late. late. It's not too late. I, it might be too late. I don't know if they still sell dog robots. Oh, also, you have a dog, so... Yeah, but the dog robot wouldn't steal my spot on the couch for because she doesn't respect yeah. me. <laughs> oh, no. My dog does not respect me. As soon as I leave, she is fully sitting in my spot. And then when I come back in, she looks at me because she knows. It's just Wanda's world, and <laughs> she... we're all living in it. Truly. <laughs> Hashtag Wanda's, Wanda's world. world. But we cut to Clayne, or um, as I like to call it, Blurt. Um, as you, as I like to call it, the best part of this, this is episode. One of sure. the best moments of Glee. Yes, yes, yes. This, this is, is it. it. This, this is, is it. it. <laughs> like top tier, fully top tier. Oh, so okay. And I say that honestly, Ian, as someone who does not like most covers of "Baby It's Cold Outside." This was a good cover. I this will give is... it to you, especially because they went like full original drink lyrics. Yes, they they stuck to the original material, and it, it was good. I will say it was good. This is the only version of this song I will listen to. This is on my Christmas Carol playlist. Mm-hmm. It I is, don't blame you. It is the superior version. Clean singing, baby, it's cold it's outside. It's so good. It's so. It's. <sighs> This is what really, after I saw this, I was like, okay, now I'm feeling Christmassy. I was like, this, because this is, like you said, Karina, like, this is also on, like, a, you know, favorites Christmas playlist. So it's like, Mm -hmm. ah, yes, this is what will bring me into Christmas time. This one I felt, and, like, if they're in a, they're in their cushy private Mm -hmm. school that I do believe Lima's allowed, like, Dalton's allowed to decorate that hard for Christmas because there's probably 
like not a huge Jewish population at this boarding school. Uh, there's probably not a Jew to be found. I didn't think there would be, so I'm like, poinsettias everywhere, and then <laughs> they just it's it's so cute because they're still like just like flirting around each other. Also, fully. Oh, like, there's no reason. We don't see Kurt or Blaine again the rest of the episode. No. There's oh, no shit. plot. No, this is it. There's no Holy plot crap. for them. Will shows up to Dalton to ask Kurt to help him pick out a gift for Sue. A normal human thing to do. He doesn't sit down and fucking Google San- secret Santa ideas. He he drives two and a half hours to ask a 16-year-old gay boy what he should buy right, for the gym teacher at the school he left. Because the gay kid is obviously the best at shopping, duh. Yeah, so... The only reason he did that is because we needed to be able to cut to Dalton and watch Clayne sing the best Christmas carol of the how episode. Did, sure. How did Mr. Schuster even get into the school? Yeah! You can't just walk into school buildings as an adult. Well, we've established that we have not yet seen uh, a faculty member at Dalton. That's true. Will is the first adult man we've seen at Dalton Academy. Maybe they yes. just, like, govern themselves. Self-taught. Right. Darren Chris actually teaches every mm-hmm. class. I believe it. <laughs> the Darren Chris School of Healthy Boys. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ian thinks Darren Chris is a healthy boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I want that on the shirt. This here's a, this here's a school for healthy boys. <laughs> Trouble breathing? Go over there. <laughs> <laughs> you got asthma? Yeah. Rejected. Well, the amount of fireplaces you guys like smoking in there. This is a school for healthy boys. (laughs) Pinnacle of their health. Um. So yeah, this is it's it's dumb as fuck that Will has come to ask for gift giving advice from Kurt because he's he's an adult man and he's driving to see a fifteen year old, sixteen at the most. And yikes. I mean, I know it's just for the joke, but, like, you got your ex-wife jumper cables? That's the cutaway <laughs> that we go no to? No wonder. They brought Terry in for one 15-second <sighs> sight gag. They brought in Jessica Gilsing for this one shot. She was like, yeah, I guess I'm available. What do you need me to do? Okay. You would do a two for a paycheck. <laughs> Absolutely. That's fucking right. That's fucking right. Give me that minimum. Mm-hmm. So it turns out Sue is everyone's secret Santa, and... She calls, I guess, I guess she calls Emma sexless Agatha Christie because she's <laughs> the one that figured it out. <laughs> but calls her Elmo at one point in the scene, yes. which was also very funny. This is the scene where they're all confronting Sue about what she did to, like, she ruined the sanctity of Secret Santa. And this yes. is the moment for me where my notes go, this episode isn't very good, is it? <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> You'd be correct. This was where I lost it a little bit. I'm like, this is dumb. Well, here's the thing. If this were an episode that basically mapped the Grinch, but it was about, like, Sue and kind of the team, maybe Finn is being the leader and he's saying, hey, guys, no, Christmas is about accepting everybody regardless of our differences. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's show Sue what the holiday spirit is all about. And that was kind of the A-plot here. Yeah. It might have held some more weight. I guess the problem Um, was, I don't think there was an mm A-plot. There was just... That... There was just many little plots. Again. But yeah, uh, (laughs) the note I have is, we're not going to let you steal Christmas, Sue. Doesn't one of them outright say, you're a Grinch, Sue? And I, ah, poor Yeah. Did you you guys clock that they said multiple people bought her shake weights? 
Yes. Yes. The other most 2010 mm-hmm. joke there is. Like, oh, remember shake weights? And those were the thing and for the wrong mm-hmm. reason. And they were the thing, they were, like, for the meme. I'm sure a lot of people got shake weights that year for the meme. Like, their siblings totally. probably. A lot of older brothers bought people shake weights that year, I'm going to guess. I remember seeing a few in, like, the dorms at uh, at college. We might have had one within our friend group. Someone must We did. Have. We we 100% did. Boy, yeah. this makes us sound very cool. <laughs> right? Right? This makes us sound coolest. like super cool kids. Um, super cool kids. I, um, so, yeah, they were like, we're not going to let you ruin Christmas. And then I think some other shit happens. And then they cut back to say that, Sue, you can't keep all these gifts for yourselves. So we're giving them to homeless children. But I don't know if they thought it through that these homeless children are really going to love the gifts bought, intended for a middle-aged, like, cheerleading coach. (laughs) Hey, she's 30. Um, Yeah, okay. Also, my favorite part of that scene is where they're on their way out and Will just picks up the phone that's attached to the wall and drops it. Yes. As if to, as if to say, oh, I got well, you Well, it's because she says that if you guys take my things, I'll call the police. Oh, so this is him being like, like try no. calling the police. Oh, no, your receiver's on the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone knows a landline won't work. Yeah. Ever again, once you take it off. And of course, we know she's been confiscated, or we find we know she's been. Uh, she she set this whole thing up because she never got gifts as a child, so now she wants all the gifts for herself. I did like that part where Will Good is game like, move. where Will is like, "What did you? Were you one of those kids who didn't get your presents on Christmas?" And she's like, "Actually, yes, correct, William. Correct. At least William. they didn't bring up the Nazi yeah. thing." I mean, again. it makes sense based on when you meet her mom. That you're like, mm, yeah, I yeah. get that she did not have a very like warm and fuzzy loving childhood um right and that's the point for consistency yeah but like we could have dug into that sure you know again Again. if you if the plot was focused on this sue was the grinch thing also can we talk about how we can't escape the grinch in this universe because oh my fucking god (laughs) (laughs) the grinch of it all the grinch of it Mm. all uh, again, that's how, even in just the Glee aggressive universe, like, that's how this whole fucking thing started. Yeah. Yeah, so, Will tells, like, we got you, Sue, we're giving these kids, uh, these homeless kids gifts, and then he punctuates his we got them speech with ho, ho, ho. Yep. Which isn't a comeback. <laughs> nope. I do like when Will and Beast work together, that is very yes. sweet. Yes, yes. Um, love to see that. Oh, yeah, because that's where he says, you're a Grinch. <laughs> you're yes. a mean girl. You're a bitch. Um, <laughs> you're a mean girl, Katie Heron. <laughs> <laughs> you're a mean one. Katie Heron. Katie Heron. <laughs> Where's that, like, Where's seasonal that? musical? Yes. Um, so we go to the locker room, and it's all the football boys gathered around Beast, and she's like, why are you asking me for favors? I thought we were cool because you sang that song at me, which was very funny. <laughs> Yep. And they're like, no, we need you to dress up as Santa and tell Brittany that Santa's behind on stem cell research and the technology to get people to walk a couple years away. And she's like, okay. Basically. I do like that Beast canonically will only refer to Santa as Santy. Oh, yeah. I did notice that. that. And I'm like, is that a regional thing? Like, that could be a regional thing for all I know. I've never referred to Santa as Santy, but now I'm going to have to. Like, Santy Claus. Santy Claus. Yeah. that's a Santa thing. Claus. Yeah. yeah. We then cut to suit up Becky because Becky is her max because of course she mm-hmm. is. 
Sue greenifies herself to get her gifts back. She goes fully into Grinch mode. She took Will's comment very seriously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... Is this where we have your mean one, Sue the Grinch? Yes. Yes. Which, great way to, great so, way to appropriate it. Yeah. Um, it, there is their changes. Pop quiz, who's singing this song? That was my note <gasps> my, because I had that question. I don't know. My question, my note that says who is singing this. Yes. So, um, I assumed, and apparently other people assumed when watching that this was Jane Lynch singing because, like, you listen to it and you're like, this could be Jane Lynch. Is it like, Coach B? Right. You haven't heard enough of her. No, it's not even a cast member. <gasps> it is Canadian singer K.D. Lang. Oh. Thank fucking that's Christ. That's amazing. Oh my yeah. god. What a cameo. Oh, Lang this. sings this. This is the best news I've heard what? all week. Yeah. Oh my god, I so, love this. Katie Lang sings on the uh, the Glee cover. Spotify version. It's Matthew Morrison. It is not Oh, is it because Does he do wait. his own version of it? No, doesn't he he might actually sing it on the album release. I'm pretty sure it's on the album. Because that's why I, like I said, I'd been listening to it, and then when I watched the show, I was like, wait a minute, that's not Matthew Morrison singing this. No. Oh my god. That's, like, justice for Katie Lang. I know. Justice for Katie Lang. But also, like, when I was listening to the songs, as soon as Matthew Morrison started singing it, I was like, skip. Like, not about to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, for real. But, Hold thank on. you. But, yeah, that's why wouldn't they just have, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I just pulled it up, and I guess Matthew Morrison recorded it so um, on my version on spotify i found one that is you're a mean one mr grinch and it does say feet katie lang next to it hmm. so i wonder if they just because it's a longer cut if they have both of them in it i'll have to do further research sure um but she she does the whole grinch thing and it's uh and my favorite part about this is that britney is fucking cindy lou who yeah it was so it sweet. was very cute even and even sue can't uh, can't destroy it the christmas magic in her right. it is just so wholesome they do like word basically word for word like grinch lines like oh this you know i'll take it back here my, this light's broken on the tree i'm gonna fix it up in my workshop right um, she's got the cindy lou who like braid i think they mm-hmm. even like red in her nose a little bit mm-hmm. so she looks hooey um hooey yeah she is she says she came to drop off a kid a, a gift for the homeless kids she says it's a dollhouse at least their dolls won't be homeless. And I went, ah! Uh, <laughs> it was very funny, but also like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey. God. Oof. That's an oof I mean, joke. it's better than giving them shake weights, though. Yeah, right? At least, <laughs> At least a it's a toy for children. children. <laughs> yeah, none of this stuff. Hey, those, hey, hey, those, those homeless children are going to be so jacked. I mean, and then. Hey, your homeless children. Also, Sue got like a million <laughs> blenders. Like, that was the other yeah, gift. Yeah. I feel like the homeless aren't clamoring for blenders. There's right. some other more important things. I, this is also the point where I started, like, thinking, like, what's the moral here? Is the moral, like, material goods don't, like, is it the Grinch Christmas doesn't come from a store kind of me? Like, are, are we supposed to, like, believe in the magic of Christmas is the moral? Like, being a nice person's more. I was like, what's, what are we getting at here? Right. And my next note is, oh, no, Will, what are you going to do? Because... He walks back into Glee Club classroom the next day, mm-hmm. and kids are already there saying, yeah, shit's got destroyed. We don't know what's going on. And Brittany's the one saying, no, it was Santa Claus. I saw it was, I saw with my own two eyes. And 
somehow that convinces everyone that it was not Sue. Sue, right. Fine. And then Finn immediately goes, uh, "'Tis the season. I'm not gonna let this get us down," because he has to lead her and mm-hmm. uh, be happy okay. and stuff. And I, is, I guess this is where Rachel. I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened here, mm-hmm. because a Rachel, b a baby was crying outside my apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I get it." You're like, do whatever's happening in the plot, I can catch up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rachel says, Finn, we're the leaders. We're the leaders yes. of the club. We need to help resurrect, like, fix this problem. And so they go to a Christmas tree farm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. And Rachel is... Rachel, having been told that he doesn't like fake trees because they don't get the smell, <laughs> Rachel has been carrying around a pine tree air freshener to make herself smell like a tree. As though... As though... <laughs> And so the problem with our relationship was that she didn't smell enough like a pine tree. What a bizarre move. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing And then I've she ever takes heard. it out of her pocket and just, like, puts... She just litters. She just litters. puts it on the ground. She gives it back to the earth next to a tree. Girl. <sighs> oh, my God. And so they're walking around this pine tree, and she's trying... It's very uncomfortable. It's very much, like, her being very eager to try to be with him and him being, like, like as polite as he can by shutting her down. Just like, no, no. Yeah, that's cool. No, like Rachel, respect mm-hmm. boundaries, mm-hmm. girl. Respect she those. the fucking boundaries. Yeah, she doesn't. Not at all. Especially I in this scene. Hate. Were it. they still? I was yeah. very confused. Like, were they still yes. technically dating at this point? Had they broken up? I guess. Apparently, so, at the end of last episode is when she dropped the like very end of the last episode. She says like I cheated on you with mm-hmm. Puck, right. and he and she he like walks away. And I guess it's sort of it doesn't feel ambiguous when you're watching that mm-hmm. scene, right? But I guess they took it to be like ambiguously they didn't officially break up. But Finn was obviously like maybe Finn was doing the I need some time kind of deal, and Rachel sure. wasn't willing to give gotcha. Time. Instead, what she is willing to do is sing Wham's Last Christmas. Which, okay, two things about this. One, maybe Finn should be soloing this one. Yeah. Two, two what do yeah. we think of this song? Wham's Last Christmas? Yeah. I'm pro. I like Last Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. This is a fun yeah, holiday song. Yeah, I like song. Wham. I think they're fun. Oh, I don't like it at all. It's better when Wham sings yeah. it. I don't even like the Wham version. I just don't like the song. It's definitely like, uh, like if you work at a any kind of retail environment over Christmas, you'll hear it a hundred thousand times. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't even like the lyrics. I don't like the structure. Like, I just... I, this is, like, one of those... For me, it's my second least favorite Christmas holiday song. What's your least favorite? The Jesus Shoes one. <laughs> oh, I hate the Jesus Shoes one. You're right. You're valid. That is the worst. Like, this is by no means below that one, but, like, it's... Okay, well, the Jesus the Jesus Shoes one is lowest tier. Yes. Like, you're right. Absolute worst. Just no I'm, one's having no. fun. I'm generally not, like, a huge fan of, like, love-based Christmas songs in some ways. At least not, like, sad mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's about, like, breaking up over Christmas, I guess. Like, that's kind of a downer. But I guess I just have a soft spot for Wham. Mm. Sure. No, they are great. It's the Wham of it all for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, it's the Wham for me. <laughs> um, there's one shot where it's, I think it's supposed to be, like, cute. Or maybe it's supposed to be read this way and they did a good job. But Finn's walking down, like, one line of trees and Rachel appears in the dark between, like, two other trees singing at him. And because yeah. it's not very well lit, she just looks like a stalker. She kind of is at this point. So That's why I was like, yeah, I, I guess it felt like they hadn't been together for, like, several episodes at this point. 
Right. No, it's just been one. I guess enough time has passed that it's a while now. Mm-hmm. But Well, we did skip Thanksgiving, so. True. Yes. So, at the end of this song, Rachel believes that because, I guess, diegetically, <laughs> Finn started singing along with her at the <laughs> Christmas tree farm. And so she takes this as a sign that they are back together and mm-hmm. starts to go and kiss him without asking. And he pushes her away and is like, I can't do this. I've had two girlfriends and both of them have cheated on me with Buck. <laughs> Which, like, Come sucks on. for you, Finn. But means Rachel really, like... Really sh- shat like, the bed on this one. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. And he breaks up with her officially. Finally. Yes. Good. Finally. I guess, yeah, it, as it should be. But... We cut to uh, everyone giving their personal belongings away and the girls cutting their hair. Oh my God. I don't believe that every single one of those high school boys wears a watch. No, because... or has like oh, no, their dad's watch or their dad's uncle's watch. watch. Yeah. I guess none of them Finn, wear watches. It, well, for Finn, it makes sense because dead dad. So mm-hmm. yeah, I could see how he would have a watch. And uh, Puck does specify that he stole his uncle's watch, but the rest of them, they didn't give a good reason why they would have a watch. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, the girls are cutting their hair because that's the story of the gift of Magi, but it's not, I guess. I would buy that Sam has, like, a nerdy Avatar-themed digital watch or something. Mm-hmm. Sam's watch is actually from a Happy Meal? It's a You list- read my fucking mind, yeah! <laughs> he got the promotional Happy Meal Avatar watch? <gasps> yes. Love it. It's covering- mm. oh, the time is actually in Navi, so he does- <laughs> still doesn't know what time it is. Right. There was a lovely little exchange between Tina and Quinn there. Where Tina was like, "Come on, you would you could rock the Rosemary's baby haircut and still look beautiful." Like, true, I love that. Mm. Uh, true, um, less cool when she says she'll look like Jackie Chan when she cuts her hair off. But and yeah. then Rachel makes um, it about Barbara as she always does, yep. saying, "If Barbara can rock a bob, I can." I'm like, "That's not how face shapes work, Rachel." But okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Jenna, I am so sorry that you once got compared to Rachel Berry in one of our studio classes. I feel like I asked for it by the way. <laughs> I don't think the so. The way that I, it was funny. I was looking at um, some of my Facebook photos from college recently and, and like uh, I, just some of the, the, the dresses I chose to wear and hats and just kind of my attitude. I was very much. Uh, unintentionally cosplaying Rachel Berry for a good chunk of my life. Um, Cosplaying is one thing, but you were never, like, on 10 that way. God, no. Who could be? Um, Exactly. But yes, yes, that's funny you bring that up, because I had completely blocked that out of my mind. (laughs) I don't blame you, because I I just thought about that today when I was like, I remember that time, mm. and I a thousand percent disagree. Apologies to our favorite professor mm. who made this comparison. I mean, I think he was um, just trying to be hip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This um, was... Any whom. Then Will actually brings up the gift of the Magi, which I've never heard of until today. Um, so here's my understanding of it, which I think I also have not read it all the way through. I'm just as guilty as these kids who have a baseline understanding of what it is. But basically, it's like two, a poor couple, husband and wife, right? And... here's the part like he they don't have any money to buy each other gifts so he sells his watch to buy her combs for her hair because it's an old-timey story where like you wear combs in your hair's decor Mm -hmm. and she sells her hair to buy him something for the watch i don't actually know what because i don't know a chain for the watch oh yeah it's big uh 
big fontine energy. Yeah. Yes. So it's something like that. Like they, they sell the thing. They sell the thing most precious to them to buy the gift about for the other person thinking. That, and I don't know. And I actually really don't know how the story ends. I guess the moral is something. All right. I should have read it. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. I. I, I the, the moral is love is the greatest gift, maybe? I don't know. I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, maybe I don't know the end of it either. You know what? We'll add it to the Glee Aggressive reading list. Perfect. When the gifts that Jim and Dylan give each other can't be used, they know how far they went to show each other their love and how invaluable their love truly is. So, yeah. We were the, right. the, the, the moral is love. Okay, good. We were that's... right. So, yeah. Great. Even if you sell your belongings, you still have love. Which... Okay. Okay. Confusing. These kids are like wicked jaded though. They're all very they jaded are. about Christmas. And then Will comes in and has this whole speech about how good it is to be baby when you're Christmas. Yeah, how good it is to he... be a baby on Christmas, I guess. And, right. And and he's got this full youth pastor energy again. Ugh. And we and hate because, to see it. Right, because he just cops a squat right in the middle of the of the team, talks about the baby thing, and then he says, and then when you get to my age. And I'm like, Will, you're 30. How sad is your life? Look, this is, and it's accurate, this is big, like, recently divorced man energy. Yes. Who's, like, spending his first Christmas without his wife, and apparently his parents don't love him anymore, so. Maybe they went on a cruise. That's true. They did look like people who could be on a cruise. Maybe they just, like, were like, dude, you're 30, you should have figured it out, we're going on vacation, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Will also has Love like that for them. Will doesn't have any siblings. Look at him. Like True. Right. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> only child energy, I guess. Oh, he's got a big only oh, child energy. I don't I I I calls it when I sees it. <laughs> yeah. So what do we do? We're gonna find some people who really need the Christmas spirit. Okay. Um, is this my notes start to get a little sparse here. Um is Rachel when does Rachel invite Will over to her house that's later because okay. we have to first talk about um Brittany oh, yeah. catching coach beast as santa claus right um in a very wholesome lovely little scene um mm-hmm. where santa's doing a dry run uh according to beast as honestly santa. pretty great excuse like yeah she bought she bought Good it work yeah yeah instead of the gifts that he can't give Santa is giving out patience. Yes. Um, or like and... non tangible gifts. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Virtues, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, because Beast comes in and tells this whole story that is basically like she's telling it as Santa, but the moral of it that is that Beast spent a lot of time basically asking Santa or wishing that she looked more conventionally like other women, and it didn't happen. But she learned the greatest gift of all is patience, and now she believes in herself. Right. And Brittany's sort of like, okay, I guess, but that's very sad. I guess this was kind of an A or a B plot. This was a plot, it's, but... Uh, they were all a plot, sort of. They were all a plot, sort of. This could have been a whole episode as well, I think, yes. in a way. Like, just in the way that they could have delved into the whole thing more. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't have much else to say about that outside of that, except for on Dry Run, Santa uses the Isuzu, and that was funny. Because <laughs> she says it so seriously and, like, mournfully. <laughs> like, yeah. Dabbery Jones was was killing it this episode. So, oh, so and that's what has made Brittany lose the Christmas spirit. Yes. Mm. 
because it's unfair that Artie can't walk. And I don't know, like, what a sweet little, like, human moment for what, not up to this point, but for the first season and a half has just kind of been, like, here's the your stereotypical bitchy cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. Right. And now they're humans, and that's lovely. Yeah. And all she wants for Christmas is for something for someone else. Not even for herself. Uh, Selfless Christmas present. It's a very sweet thing overall. And so, uh... So Artie takes her home instead, Mm -hmm. and I guess Will is in on it in some way, shape, or form, because Will happens to pass them by. Artie goes, hey, um, I won't be at this caroling thing we're doing. I'm going to go take Brittany home. And Will just leans over and goes, we'll do okay. We'll we'll do without you. I didn't realize the fact that, I guess, yeah, that he could have been in on the plot. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't think of that. I thought he was just being a bad teacher and letting his students just fully leave campus, but... I mean, that's the Occam's razor of it all. <laughs> right. They need to be able to get away. Um, <laughs> Brittany's sick with Christmas. She needs to go She's home. sick with Christmas. <laughs> that, and so then we cut to... It turns out there are a lot of teachers in this school. Yeah. Look at them all. Look at all those people who teach. Right. Where have they been the past year and a half? They live in the teacher's lounge. Yeah. They can't all be on sabbatical. I just get They came in just for Christmas. 50 cent Pepsis from the machine and watching the news in the pe- teacher's lounge. So that's just all I assume God. teacher's lounges are for. Ideal. This is where they sing a song from uh, the, the Whoville Christmas song, yes. essentially, right? Maybe Christmas, perhaps, doesn't come from a store. Yes. Maybe Christmas, um, perhaps, means a little bit more. <laughs> Um, I loved your Italian hand gestures with it. It's me, the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Chris Pratt voicing the Grinch. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Um and Matthew Morrison's just like, hey. Matthew Morrison's quaking. Um, yeah. So they go into the teacher's lounge to sing there because they figured out adults carry money on them. Um, so if you're going to do a caroling fundraiser, do it to adults. <laughs> not kids that's yeah. the real lesson of this goddamn episode is don't pander to kids yes. pander to yeah. think about your fundraisers and, right yeah. plan Put for once in one fucking it. life um so sue is marveling at all of her presents with becky and yeah. saying how she's done it she's destroyed christmas and isn't this what it's all about and then she hears much like in the grinch the fahu doris drifting down the hall and she's lured yes. in by its sweet sound. And I, I do like Welcome Christmas. I think it's a fun song. Mm-hmm. I'm a big I'm a big big Grinch head, you know. <laughs> like I like the Grinch. <laughs> I think that's the first time that sentence sentence has ever been said in human history. <laughs> I'm a big Grinch head. You did it. You did what it, Karina. Are, what are Grinch stands called? Please write Grinchies? in. Please write in um Grinchies. Grinchies. That doesn't feel, that feels like a bad snack. <laughs> yeah. Um, so her grinchiness goes away because of hearing the Fahudore song. They don't hold yes. hands, but they do sway a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they have and, their beautiful yeah. sweaters on. Mm-hmm. This is also the only scene where Lauren's Isis is not eating, so good for them, I Thank guess. Thank you for also clocking that. That's my last note of this episode. She's a person who still only makes food jokes or is shown eating it. Yes. So That's her whole fucking character so far. Taking some points away good. from Glee for not understanding yes. how to write for large women. Mm-hmm. Minus four. Yes, minus four points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it works. Everyone's filled with the giving spirit and gives them money in their Salvation Army bucket, which we and do they not they raise $210. Yeah. Not which bad. is an, an amount of money. 
Yeah. For an off-the-cuff um, fundraiser that really only sang one song in a teacher's lounge? Great. And then we have them in the hallway yes. where Rachel opens with, guess you'll be spending Christmas alone, huh? <laughs> yeah. Rude. Like, I... <laughs> and then she's like, come to my house, teacher, who I've already yeah. had uncomfortable feelings for. Come come to my house on a I holiday. I keep forgetting about the young girl don't stand so close to me of it mm. all. I don't know how you could forget it considering we had to watch it both in the show and in a porn version. And in a porn parody. And that was one of my favorite episodes too. <laughs> um, yeah, my note is do not invite your teacher do to not. Jewish Christmas. But you know what? Do not. I, interestingly enough, she says we're going to have Chinese food and watch the main event. Do you guys know what the main event is? No. The main event no. is a Barbara Streisand movie where she of course it is. She okay. plays it's 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 like she's like a manager or like she's dating or whatever a boxer. So <laughs> it's like it's for 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 a movie of the Barbara Streisand like film category. Not a very obvious pick. Obvious pick here would be Yentl, as we've discussed on the show a thousand times. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Yentl is our favorite show to reference. If they had said, we're going to eat Chinese food and watch Yentl, that would have been the fucking trifecta. That would have been the Holy Trinity rule of threes. Yeah. It would have been Yeah, perfect. so maybe the, the main event joke was just for people like me who know. It was just for it was you, just actually. Solely for me. The show was written for me. It clearly paid off. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Sometimes this show really was written for you. I know. Regrettably. Um, so Rachel makes bad choices, and they're walking back to the Glee classroom. And so here's here's the thing. How many numbers did they sing in the teacher's lounge? Because that means we only saw one. Maybe they saw more. But that means Artie and Brittany had time to get back to Brittany's house, discover this gift, try it out, Load mm-hmm. it back into the car and get it reset up at in the Glee classroom all before their performance ended. And also, Sue. The, also, we would need the time for Sue's heart to grow three yes. sizes that mm-hmm. day. Get this contraption. Have it shipped from Israel oh. to. Sue did not purchase. Sue did gift. not purchase it. You missed. Did you miss the meaningful shot that implies who purchases this gift? Apparently, I <gasps> okay, did. Okay, well, so let's talk about the gift. Okay. The gift? Okay, yes. So they got, have apparently discovered at Brittany's house that was left at his house while her dad was taking a long poop. <laughs> that is what they That's say. That's what Artie said. That's a the reason line. her dad did not line, notice that this happened is something called a rewalk. First, spoilers, never we will see this again. <laughs> the rewalk, Kay. Christmas miracle gone after that. And it is apparently invented by a guy in Israel, and basically it's weird little robot legs. Like, Artie can walk, quote-unquote, in them with, like, using crutches, but they basically assist him in standing up and sort of move his leg up and down to be walking. And Brittany is like, Santa did it, the magic happened, no one can figure out who left this present, because Artie was like, I thought her parents did it, um, but they had no idea. And so everyone's like, it must have been Santa. And then the, the pan... The camera pans to the doorway where Coach Beast is watching on with misty eyes. Because mm-hmm. okay. she bought it. Okay. Yes. Coach yes. Beast, okay. apparently a millionaire. Yeah. Um, sure. Love that. Overnighted this, um, after she left Brittany's house pretending to be Santa, overnighted this gift over with her big, big stacks of high school football coach money. Because I looked it up and one of those things mm-hmm. costs a sweet $85,000. And that's so, probably without shipping. Mm-hmm. 
So Mama has money to mm-hmm. burn. I guess. And she's willing to burn it on the happiness of one student, basically. Good cause. Um, one of her one of her uh one of her football students yes. at that. I will one say of her players. We'll say did cry. Yeah. Uh, fully cried. Yeah. Fully sure. cried. <laughs> I wrote okay. Coach totally. Beast is the only true <laughs> truly good trademark glee character (laughs) like and she never tells them that it's her like exactly a reveal made for that this is just for the magic Mm -hmm. funny enough i do have a note that just says aw beast get in there yeah um i think i think because i saw sue's heart go three sizes that day yeah and he said it was made in israel i the math i put together the math i put together was sue called up her estranged mom the the nazi hunter they love her very in Israel. popular in Israel. That's and, a good point. Oh, that's a good connection. That's a really that's good where my point. Mind went. You might have be um, you're playing 4D chess over here when Glee is barely playing checkers. <laughs> <laughs> Glee Glee is playing snake on an old at Motorola phone. They're playing <laughs> they're spelling boobs with their old uh graphing <laughs> calculator. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's got some big puck energy. Uh, so yeah, I fully cried. Much emotion. And then we cut back to Will's apartment where my first note is, why the vest over the Henley? Because that was the outfit he fashion. wore. Fashion, sure. It's called fashion Is already there. Sue has because she had a key. She had keys age. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that's not the first time we that we I knew think about you're right. that, right? Yeah. Yeah, because she was spying on Will and everything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. ages ago mm-hmm. um, when he was hooking up with Adina Menzel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had forgotten who was in his apartment. So he comes in, and we can tell there's someone in. And I was like, who's here? I was like, is it Terry again? Because it doesn't feel like it should be Terry again based on this episode. But I don't remember who's here. I'm like, is it Emma? Is it Emma being like, it's important. You being not alone on Christmas is more important than my marriage. Um, So it wasn't either of those things. It was Sue, which is not better, I guess. But I don't know. This is her heart growing three sizes moment. She's taken all the gifts and returned them to Will's house, I guess, for him to deal with. To give to the yes, office. and she is sorry and got him clippers to shave off that chia pet. Very funny. Zach laughed at that joke. So <laughs> good. Can, that's how you know it's good. Yeah, and the and the Glee Club, the entire Glee Club, is there to help and make sure he's not alone on Christmas Eve, and that's very nice. Except that it's your teacher. This is these children have lives and families. Yeah. Right. Imagine we've met. Imagine you're 16 years old, and it's Christmas Eve, and you're not Jewish, and <laughs> so Quinn's mom is pissed. Yeah, and you go to your parents and say, "Hey, I won't be home tonight on this holiday night. I have to go to my teacher's house." Very creepy. No. To make him not feel so sad. To not feel sad. It's dark outside, and I need to go uplift the spirit of my lonely, sad, weird Glee teacher. 30-year-old Glee teacher. Who was, no. who was invited to a Christmas Eve party. Yeah. Yes, he was. He a was invited. A Christmas yes. Eve party where he would have been a little awkward, sure, but at least among peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Carl has a friend. Maybe. He looks like a guy with friends. Mm. Let's hope. He's got charisma. And uh, Lauren's eating in this scene, too. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the episode. And that's, that's literally the end of the episode. That's the episode. Will, uh, or Sue doesn't hate the holidays. She just hates mm-hmm. Will. And Laura's eating. Yeah. Um, oh, weird. We blew through that one. You know, here's the thing. I love Christmas music. I loved listening to the songs of this for the most part. But the rest mm-hmm. of the episode, I was like, big meh. 
Yeah. Big Solid meh. meh on this one. Oh, they spent all their time deciding on, like, the perfect Christmas songs for this episode. And, like... And then yeah. didn't bother. Then truly did not bother with any plot. And because, like, here's the thing. I, I couldn't even differentiate between which Christmas plots happen in which Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. If they had cut the sum total seven minutes of Finchel material... Yeah. And had just let us accept that they're already broken up and spend that seven minutes developing one or both of these storylines, maybe it could have been better. Yeah, Rachel didn't need those two Christmas ballads. Maybe right. we could have had another Clayne duet for a little spice in there. Uh, yeah. yeah, or have Clayne show up. At, I know it's weird and everything, but have Clayne show up um, at the end with Mr. Sh- like at Shoe's house or something. Right, yes, something. But that's our Christmas episode, which means let's talk about Christmas music. Yes. Um, so, uh, you're gonna go and you're building your family's Christmas playlist, uh, that will be played during Christmas dinner, so everyone will hear it. You're allowed to put one Glee Christmas Carol from this episode on your family's playlist. Um, here are your choices. The, I guess this first song has a different name than I thought. I guess it's called The Most Wonderful Day of the Year, but it's Island of Misfit Toys. We Need a Little Christmas. Merry Christmas, Darling. Baby, It's Cold Outside. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Last Christmas. Welcome Christmas. And also, apparently, they sing my favorite things. Maybe they sing that over the credits and I missed it. But. Okay. Um, did, did anyone know that they sang my favorite things in this one? No. No. I. That's bizarre. Anyway, which of these Christmas carols is for you? After you, Jenna. We all know my answer. It's Baby, It's Cold Outside because it has been featured very heavily on all of my Christmas playlists since 2010 when this aired. Um. I wish I would. Sure. Now I'm curious about this. My favorite things, like where this was, because I'm still. I saw Sound I of Music sing along last night, so I'm still in a very Sound of Music mood, which is is not a Christmas movie, at no at all. But no, no. For some, but I am looking forward to it being aired in the Christmas. That's time. one of those things. It's like when people watch Harry Potter at Christmas, and it's not inherently a Christmas movie, but for something about it, right. makes you feel Christmassy. But because they have those Christmas scenes and they have a lot of yeah, but like Mm -hmm. Sound of Music literally just takes place in the summer. That's the whole why they need a governess. But um, mm -hmm. but I would say Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, I would say that the fact that Baby It's Cold is a superior version of that song, like it's the best cover. Mm -hmm. I think that is what makes it the pick from here. Mm -hmm. I am going to be the different one this time, and. I'm going to go with We Need a Little Christmas. Ooh. That's the second choice. I will say that's the second choice. I mean, like, I'm not much of a holiday music person. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like most holiday songs, but I do think We Need a Little Christmas slaps. Also, it is all, It is also just a Hello Dolly song with different lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's Mame. I know. Oh, it's <laughs> again. I know it's it's the same people, it's the yes, same composers, yes, yes, yes. but they essentially either they took it takes a woman and made a Christmas, or they took we need a little Christmas and added a woman. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. It takes a woman, a woman, mistress, a wife. We need a little Christmas, right? This Mary. Ian, have you just like uncovered a conspiracy theory? Ian? I'm surprised you guys, well, Jenna, at least, I'm surprised you didn't know that. You know, I've never I, once looked at anything about MAME. I, wow, I truly. You could have passed, Karina. Okay, now I'm going to have to build a mashup on GarageBand that I'm going to have to learn how to use. Yes. Um, I'm going to be like a TikTok mashup person now. Also, interestingly, they actually do a full, 
I feel I have a feeling my favorite things played either instrumentally or um over the credits, but they do do a full performance of my favorite things in a later Glee Christmas episode. So hmm. watch out for Good. that. Um, so I have a special version of our little game today. So previously, when we have guests on, we ask them about songs that they think Glee should have done and shouldn't er, like have done. Mm-hmm. So I'm here with a special festive edition. Which is, I think everyone should go around the room and let's talk about a Glee, a Christmas Carol you wish Glee had done and a Christmas Carol you are very glad Glee did not do. Oh, I have answers for both of these. Or winter songs, I guess. Ooh. Ooh, Christmas or winter songs. Okay, now that you say, I have two. Um, For songs I wish Glee had done. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this because I knew this would be a question. I personally, if we're going super poppy, super new, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me. <gasps> yes. See, mm. wouldn't that have been so fun? It would be great for Glee. See, yeah. that would be really fun for Glee. And then the other one, now that you literally just said winter song, the song, winter, winter song. song. Winter yeah. song. Oh, that would have been wouldn't awesome. Wouldn't that have been so good? They don't do mm-hmm. it, right? It really oh, would. man. I don't think so. And I want to see that between, like, Tina and Quinn. Yeah, I think that would have been really beautiful. Um, oh, holy shit, yes. <laughs> Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Fire me. <laughs> hey, Fire us. my brain. Um, and then I, I have a feeling we may all may have all picked the same one for song mm-hmm. we're glad that they didn't do, and it is the Jesus Christmas Shoes song. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear Jesus Christmas because Shoes song. Because <laughs> you know the context of it would have been like, Will, horrible. horrible Will being like, I was at the store and something happened to me and <laughs> And like they would all somehow end up at a stranger's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> and they're singing the Jesus Christmas song at the funeral. <laughs> because they were able to get like uh, who who haven't they used yet? I don't know. They were able to get Anna Kendrick for a day who lost like a brother or something. Oh, God. And like that would be the way they shoehorn that in. Or, no. or even even more glee. Uh Sue faked her death. Yes. And threw That's her it. own That's funeral it. so that they yep. could um and then she but she did it so she to teach everyone that they need to be nicer to Sue Sylvester. Yes. Yep. Really yes. I'm I'm I, this is disgusting how good I'm doing Honestly, right now. Yeah. Honestly, if someone writes that it uh, writes itself. Hypothetical Christmas episode, we I will look into setting that up for a live show. Yes. I'm in. Um so, Ian, you have answers? I do. Um, yes. So, I think it would have been really sweet to see them do what is, oddly enough, one of my favorite holiday songs, mm-hmm. which is When Christmas Comes to Town from the Polar Express movie. Oh. I think, yeah. I think that could have been a really beautiful, wholesome glee club choir moment. Yes. With, like, Britney on lead. Yeah. Yes. Aww. That would have fit into That's this episode really, really well. It actually really would have. Damn it, yeah. Ryan Murphy. You mm-hmm. missed out. Oh man. One I'm glad they didn't do just to mix it up a wee bit. Yeah. Um I am glad they I'm glad Anna Gasteyer's Sugar and Booze had not come out yet. They would have <laughs> they would have massacred it. 100%. They would have massacred that song specifically. Anna Gasteyer's um, Christmas album is Chef's Kiss. Kiss. It is so it good. Is, it is genuinely some of my favorite holiday music. Amazing. What about you, Karina? So Here's the thing. I have two for Glad I Can't, and 
even the one that I want to see them do is one that I kind of don't want to see them do, but I need to, like, I need it for, I can picture it happening, I need it for the train wreck. The one, the Christmas song that I think they needed to do was the Barbara Streisand cover of Jingle Bells, where she's, like, fully losing it on the Jingle Bells version. <laughs> Jenna just signed out of this no, chat. No, I'm here. I'm here, but my internet just went weird. <laughs> Well, but the timing was perfect. Like the Barbara Streisand cover of Jingle Bells, where she's just like, like she sounds like she is oh, I know on which one crack you're singing about. it, unhinged, it's and it's amazing, incredible. And like, I don't want them to do it, but also like, just like the franticness of that cover would be beautiful to me. I think that would now be there's good. two, there's two I do not want them to touch. One is I don't want them to try to do specifically the Pentatonics cover of the like white winter hymn by originally by the fleet foxes mm-hmm. where it's very like acapella e, and it's no we don't want that i mean i could do without the pentatonics that's fair and that's why i don't need the pentatonics in glee as well the second song i do not want them to do is the pitch perfect two song of snoop dogg and anna kendrick singing a mashup of walking yep. in a winter wonderland and here yep. Santa Claus. <laughs> yep thank because god they would try thank to do god. that it would be and Rachel. It would be Artie. Oh. It'd be Rachel it would be and Rachel Artie. And Artie. <laughs> Artie doing his best Snoop Dogg. Um, Stay out of my Anna Kendrick, Rachel. Uh, we'll say though that song is also on my Christmas playlist because it as it slaps. should be. It fucking so slaps. That's so funny. When it was it was like trending on TikTok last year, and I was losing my yep. absolute mind because I had forgotten that song even <laughs> existed. And then I, I heard the first time it came on, I was like. It's like this shouldn't be real, but it shouldn't. But it, it does, is. and it's like good. I think, I think that constitutes Pitch Perfect two as a Christmas movie now. Mm. It mm-hmm. is. It has one Christmas Carol in it. If yep. Die Hard is a Add Christmas movie, canon. Pitch Perfect two is a so Christmas is Pitch movie. Perfect two. Mm-hmm. Oh. The, the real if then. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> well, this devolved. We, um. we did it. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Um, I guess it's plug time. Well, hold on. On a scale of uh, oh. one to Candy Cane, how festive do you feel after watching this episode? <laughs> one to Candy mm. Cane. Um, I I am uh, I, I am one of those. Uh, I am one white chocolate Candy Cane Hershey Kiss. Ooh, those are so good, though. Like this was a good way to get me like geared up for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Right on. I'm happy for you. Thank you. And Hanukkah starts tomorrow, tomorrow. night. So. Yes, it does. I would. Yeah. I would say I'm half of a peppermint scoop of ice cream mm. uh, ready for Christmas, mostly because I did decorate my house for Hanukkah today. So yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. I, did, I went downstairs to my storage unit and I looked at my Christmas tree and I thought, not yet. Not not mm. ready for you yet. So Wow. I'm impressed. Self, self-restraint, really. I'm like your first peppermint mocha of the season, like the one you have um, in mid-November, where you're like, I know it's too early, but it's so tasty. Y'all, I haven't had one yet this this uh, winter. Go, you gotta get They're delicious. On Duncan's I are think, doing good this year. I think you, I think Karina, you just upgraded me to that peppermint mocha. Right, you're just like it's too early, but but I just love the flavor. Yeah. Okay, now it's plug time. Now it's plug time. Jenna Kate Monasoff, um. You've said it before, you'll say it again. Where can people find you if they so choose to follow you on the social medias? Yes, if you want to follow me on the social media, um, I did finally change my Instagram name. I've been married for three years. <gasps> oh, yeah, you have. <laughs> and it is now finally Jenna Kate Monasoff on Instagram. 
and I think it's the same on TikTok. It's JK Monosoff. Um, I make I so. TikToks vaguely. I'm not very active on social media. I've, I've become a very normal corporate lady who spends most of her time uh, studying from grad school. So it makes me a very boring version of myself. But the minute I graduate from grad school, y'all better watch out. I'm going to be fun again. <laughs> it's over for you. It's over, it's over for all of you. Over. Uh, Karina, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. All at the same place. I am at Epic Adventure of. Go enjoy the stuff and the things. Uh, and you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at iBrods on TikTok, and enjbrodski.com. Um, I guess it's time to start plugging my uh, January 9th show at Rockwood Music Hall. Um, yeah. Doing, uh, doing my thing with my band. Uh, so uh, come through. Tickets are only $10. Woo-hoo. So, like, come on. Yes, Ian, work. The show is ugly aggressive on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Facebook you don't need to follow, but it's there if you're that kind of person as well. Yeah. Um, you can email us longform at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Uh, email us in and tell us. Um, oh, I got one. Oh, yeah? Tell us what is your favorite subject at the Darren Chris School for Healthy Boys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell us uh, what course you're going to fail at the School for Healthy Boys. Um, what's your major as a healthy boy? <laughs> Uh, and also, if you're Darren Chris, uh, please write in and send us over some applications for your school for Healthy Boys. Please. I would say my major at the Darren Chris School for Healthy Boys is um, rope climbing. Yes. Ooh. That's the healthiest boy activity. Um, mm-hmm. Darren Chris at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade saying I want a hippopotamus <laughs> for Christmas. And the reason this is notable is simultaneously... <laughs> I got two notifications at once. One was Ian tweeting me about it, and one was Sarah sending me a Facebook message. They came in within five seconds of each other. Which means the brand is she strong. <laughs> also, I saw a tweet that someone was like, isn't his wife pregnant? Wait, look, all I can say is that was fully, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. That fucks. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, I can't watch it. Oh, um, no. Darren Chris actually just released a uh, Christmas song called like "Drunk on Christmas," so cool. That's fun. That's and yeah. Uh, welcome to Darren Chris Cast, mm-hmm. and we'll be back next week, I'm sure. Um, which means thank you, Jenna, our for corresponding once again. Your help is always invaluable on the two things you know best. <laughs> I am always honored to be on this podcast. It's the true highlight of my life. <laughs> And we'll no exaggeration. I am sure. I think April Rhodes may make an appearance again. This is a threat. That, that, my friends, is a threat. So, friends, thank you so much for joining us to talk about a very glee Christmas. Join us next week when we will be discussing season two, episode eleven, the post Super Bowl episode entitled Mm. "The Sue Sylvester Shuffle." Ian, the next episode of Glee, I think, is the most watched episode of Glee ever. Right. Because of that post-Super Bowl time slot. So, mm. I have to ask, Ian, does watching this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode? Mm. Okay. Mm. A ringing sure. endorsement. <laughs>